0: Today in the meeting, we're covering feedback. Everyone in every business has to give feedback at some point to an employee, to your business partner, to a vendor, to your spouse that's helping in your business, something. So getting this right can make things so much easier for you and avoid tons of unnecessary conflict. So that's what's on the agenda for the meeting, starting now. Howdy, friends and fellow devoted entrepreneurs, and welcome to The Meeting, where I'll help you tackle your business challenges, find inspiration, connect the tools and resources, and ultimately leave you with an action you can start using today to move your business or idea forward. I'm Dylan, your accredited small business consultant, and today we're talking about feedback. I'm going to share four critical components to feedback, plus a couple little tips and a bunch of resources. I can't overstate the importance of good feedback. Poor feedback hinders progress in your organization. It destroys morale, increases turnover, breeds resentment, and just generally makes the lives of everyone in your organization worse. And that includes your life. And while there's a lot of nuance to communication and there's literally hundreds or thousands of books written on communication and feedback, um, and especially as it relates to constructive communication, Fortunately, the basics of good feedback are actually relatively simple, and there's just a few things you have to steer clear of 100%. So this is one episode you definitely want to take notes on. There's a lot of content here, uh, and I expect this to run a little bit long, but I think that you're going to get so much out of it. This is going to be one of those episodes that I think you're going to come back to time and time again. Like I said, take lots of notes and prepare to dive into the resources at the end. So the first thing is the four keys to communication and these, this is really about just building your fundamental skill of good communication. We can get into the nuance and into the advanced stuff later, you know, when you start talking about exactly what to say to fire somebody or exactly what to say to, um, to navigate through some really touchy subjects. There's a ton of nuance there and we can tackle that another day. This is about the core of just good communication on a regular basis. So how do you do that? Well. First of all, you have to give feedback directly. Feedback has to be direct. Second of all, it has to be relevant to the person and their role. It needs to be actionable and it needs to be given often. So those are our four keys to feedback. Give feedback directly, give relevant feedback, give actionable feedback, and give feedback often. And as long as it is is given frequently, it's actionable, it's relevant, and it's direct, you're going to be Well, on your way to uh, a very productive relationship with a person to whom you're speaking. So, let's talk about direct feedback. So, when I say direct feedback, I'm saying give, say exactly what you need to say, right? This is not about sugarcoating things. So, when I say give feedback directly, I mean give positive feedback when you need to give positive feedback and give constructive feedback when you need to give constructive feedback. Each as needed independently without linking the two, right? So if you see an employee engaging in a behavior that you want them to continue to engage in on a regular basis, compliment that. Or if they're doing something particularly well, compliment that, right? You're not, you don't have to relate it to something else. Same thing with negative feedback. If you have to give some sort of constructive feedback, you just give that feedback. You're gonna be direct about your feedback, both positive and constructive you're going to be direct there's no need to try to sugarcoat things Um, don't say things like like when people sugarcoat it or they try to approach it from some really soft angle it sounds a lot like well it would really help me a lot if maybe possibly you could work on maybe being a little bit faster at this okay that's not direct feedback right so we need to be mindful of like being direct and not beating around the bush, not sugarcoating things. You're not helping your employee out when you when you like th- this sentence here. It would really help me out a lot if maybe, you know, possibly you could work on being a little faster at this. That doesn't tell them how, how much faster. What's the expectation, right? It doesn't tell them. And you're beating around the bush is making you f- feel awkward, it makes them feel awkward, it just creates a negative tone. Second big thing on direct feedback is do not ever, 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 ever give hamburger feedback, also called sandwich feedback. And this is where you give positive feedback and then negative and then positive. Someone somewhere came up with a stupid theory and it's absolutely atrocious. Don't ever do it. And it's it's still taught in organizations to this day, although it's largely been discarded in a lot of more creditable places. There's still some environments that teach this and it's awful, don't do it. Um, this is, and like I said, you get positive and negative, and positive all in one paragraph. And it sounds like this, Matt, you're doing a great job helping people on our team, but you're negative all the time. So work on that, please. But thanks for helping everyone, right? You're taking a, a piece of negative feedback and bracketing it with some sort of positive feedback. And the thing is, is when this is taught in organizations, as dumb and terrible and awful as it is on its own, what ends up happening is every time a manager that's taught this method needs to give negative feedback, they they look for some positive spin on it and try to bracket their negative feedback with this fake positive spin. This isn't real positive feedback. It ends up being fake positive feedback. And so then you end up with some really nonsensical reason to be giving positive feedback, and it doesn't sound genuine. It sounds ridiculous. The employee knows that it's awkward or not true or it's a stretch and just makes the entire interaction terrible. And then you have this this problem with the word but. Uh, Matt, you're doing a great job helping people on your team, but. Right. So if your spouse comes to you and says, "Hun, I love you, but. Or your kids say, well, I got really good grades, but. Right. What? All you care about is what's going to come after the word, but you don't care what came before that. Your kid says, I got good grades, but, but what, but you got expelled, but you got in a fight with somebody, but you know, what horror story is about to come around, around the corner there? You've you've totally forgotten about the good grades thing. That's not what's on your mind. What's on your mind is preparing yourself for the drama that's unfolding after the word, but. And your employees do this too. Everyone does this because we, as a society, have considered this method acceptable for so long that now the word but just erases everything that came before it. It's an eraser word. So when you give some, when you say something positive, most of the time it's a nonsensical reason and it just sounds condescending. It's offensive to the employee that you've come up with some silly reason to try to compliment them. But when it is genuine, and it should be, if you're gonna give positive feedback, you should give genuine feedback. If you don't have something genuine to say, don't say anything at all on the subject. But if you're gonna to try to give genuine positive feedback, if you if you follow it with the word but, you've just negated everything you've said. You could have given them the most the greatest compliment of their career, and they won't hear it because you erase it with the word but and all they're prepared for is bracing themselves for whatever horror is going to come around the bend right after the word. But so don't do this. Don't, don't mix your feedback types. That's why I said in the beginning, give your positive feedback when it's time to give positive feedback, give constructive feedback when it's time to give constructive feedback. You don't have to relate the two. They don't need to be linked to one another. Now, if you're in a one-on-one session or a coaching session, where you're sitting down with somebody for 30 minutes and you're going to have a feedback session, yes, you can discuss the things that are going well in the areas that they have some need for improvement, but you don't want to do this as a feedback model. You don't want to do this as a, in the moment, you know, Hey, I like that you did this and this and this, but I need you to do that and that, and that better, right? They don't hear the first part. You're not actually reinforcing the positive behavior that way. And over time, this method destroys your direct reports, trust with you. Because eventually, anytime you praise them for anything, they're going to be anticipating that negative feedback coming after it. If your method is always positive but and the negative, then it eventually, when you say something positive, they just tense up and they get ready for the negative. They know it's coming, right? And then the this on um, the sandwich method... That last bit of positive feedback at the end, it doesn't soften the blow of anything. It just sounds more condescending. It's like a it's like a pat on the back. Like you stab them in the back by giving them this negative after what ostensibly was coming off as a compliment in the beginning. And then you pat them on the back and you're like, well, oh, get back to work. Right? It sounds terrible. Don't do this. Don't give sandwich feedback or hamburger feedback. It's awful. Don't do it. Just When you have positive feedback, give your positive feedback. When you have constructive feedback, give your constructive feedback. There's no need to try to structure those together to soften the blow because if you're honest with your employee frequently, right? That goes to that. How often we give feedback, we give feedback often. It needs to be frequently given, but when we're honest with them and we give them feedback as it comes, then they know, Hey, whatever I'm receiving is genuine. You know, if my boss comes to my desk and says, you did a really great job on that thing. I appreciate that. You know, what? that's it. I know that's it. And there's nothing coming after that. There's no, but there's no extra work coming with it. There's no problem. You know, he just says, I I really appreciate that you did that. That was great. Or, you know, if he, if he wants an improvement, he may tell me this is awesome. I really love where this is going. Uh, Is there any way it could do this? you know, and ask me to expand on my work. That's fine. But I know that that feedback is independent. Like I, I'm not, I'm not getting a, well, this is really good, but, and then some constructive piece of feedback that negates the the positive. So don't do that. Number two. Uh, so that was first. Uh, first thing was give feedback directly. Be really direct about your feedback. Say what you got to say, both positive and constructive. Number two, give relevant feedback. right. So it needs to be relevant to what's going on in your organization and to the role of the the employee. Okay. So first you have to identify what is the most important thing in your organization. And this is part of a bigger picture, looking at your organizational vision, deciding from that vision, what actions we're going to take to get there of those actions. What are we measuring, right? Things that we measure improve. So what are we measuring? What actions are we measuring? And what is the most important thing in the organization? If, if you go to Chick-fil-A, well, the most important thing is to take care of the guest. That's the most important thing. Everything else comes secondary to that. Nothing in the restaurant is more important than take care of the guest. So when you're giving feedback to the employee, it needs to be relevant to that mission. Okay? It has to, in some way, needs to connect to that. If the, if the feedback you're giving somebody is not relevant to the organizational mission or not relevant to their role, then they're, they're not going to uh, be able to do anything with that feedback and it's just a waste of time. You're, you're giving them something to process, right? you're taking up mental energy out of their brain that otherwise would be used to do their job and forcing them to process something that they may have no control over. And they may create some sort of anxiety or it may create a situation where they're thinking about a problem they can't solve. And they may come back to you in a day or two or four or 10, and they may say, I don't know what to do about this. And you might say, oh, I didn't expect you to do anything about it. I was just telling you about this thing. Right? And so you have to be very clear. The feedback that you give has to be relevant. What's the most important thing in your organization and what feedback do you have for that direct in regards to that? What exactly is it that the, that you need the direct report to do to contribute to that important thing? Right? What actions are they going to be taking? It starts to get into the actionable feedback and what KPIs exist to measure it? And you can use these KPIs to direct feedback, right? So if you have a sales goal of a million dollars and you have, you know, 10 salespeople, so everybody has to sell $100,000 this quarter. You may look at your KPIs and say, we're 30 days into the quarter and you haven't closed $35,000 in deals, what's going on, right? And so you can use the KPIs to direct that and that's relevant to their job. If they are a salesperson, then the sales quota is relevant to their job. If they're a salesperson, the customer service hold time, probably not relevant to their job because chances are your salespeople aren't taking customer service calls. Right. So this, that wouldn't be relevant to their role. And I think in a lot of organizations, you end up with people that are in the same division getting feedback that's kind of cross, de- cross departmental. Right. You, somebody at the divisional level will give feedback to the division about something that affects each department differently, but they're giving it to everyone. Right. So the salespeople, they don't care what the customer service metrics are. That's not their responsibility. They can't do anything about it. So why are we giving feedback to that team? Now, I'm not saying to silo your communication and to segregate people off and cubbyhole them and you know make them so they're not communicating. Everybody needs to understand what's the organizational vision and what are we as an organization or as a team or a department, what are we doing to get there? Right. So there, there does need to be some communication or some visibility. But when it comes to specific job feedback, that's not that's not the appropriate place for that, right? Overall communication and feedback for one's role, for one's job are two different things. So you have to be mindful of that. The, the feedback you give to an employee needs to be relevant to them. And the last kind of point on relevant feedback is that culture is critical and you have to protect your culture. So this is one where, you know... Just like I said, use KPIs to direct your feedback. Make sure you're using your cultural values to direct your feedback. If you have an employee, regardless of their performance to their KPIs, if you have an employee who is damaging your culture, you need to address that issue. And immediately, that's not something that can wait. So make sure that you're using that. So those are kind of two roles. Relevant feedback, think about what's the most important thing in an organization and how this employee contributes to that. And then if you need to direct your feedback, remember the two kind of guiding guardrails for that are use your KPIs to direct your feedback, use your culture to direct your feedback to protect your culture. So uh, number one was give feedback directly. Number two is give relevant feedback to your employees. The third one, and this is probably the most important part of feedback, period, in all of feedback next to don't give sandwich feedback, give actionable feedback. All right, and there's some there's some do's and don'ts here. Do identify the action they are taking or not taking, and identify the action you want them to take. Right? You you when I say give actionable feedback, you cannot give personality-based feedback or vague feedback. You can't do that. So you have to give actionable feedback. What is the action you want them to take versus what they are currently taking or not taking? And here's how this might sound. You may say, hey, instead of answering the phone with, thank you for calling Conexa, this is Jonathan, how may I help you? Let's just use, hi, this is Jonathan, how may I help you? Right? So that's the first do. Do identify the action they're taking or not and identify the action you want them to take. In this case, Jonathan's phone answer greeting is too long and includes this, the company name. And it doesn't need to in this particular case it doesn't need to and so in this case the managers coaching jonathan say instead hi this is jonathan how may i help you and then the second do is always include an explanation about your expectation so in this case we might tell jonathan look the caller hears our brand name twice already on the ivr they know where they're calling and repeating it a third time just is annoying to some callers. so we don't do that so they hear it twice on the automated system so by the time they get to you, just, hi, this is Jonathan. He may help you. There's plenty sufficient. Right. So do identify the action. Do include an explanation. The third do is to reinforce behaviors you wish to see repeated. Right. So when you see something, see someone doing something that that's how you want it done all the time. Then make sure that you reinforce that. Make sure you take the, take a moment to tell that employee, Hey, look, you're doing this exactly the way I want it done. This is awesome. This is perfect. Keep doing that. So you may say, Hey, I noticed you helped Jane get her phone set up quickly and you got all your stuff done and you got her up and running faster. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for taking that, you know, off of my hands and, uh, and making that really easy for us so that both of you were up and running and, and really got a lot done today. I appreciate that. And, and that's a that's a great way that you can really build your culture too right be appreciative of your employees be appreciative of what they achieve and i'm not saying you know look for fake reasons you know hey thanks for so much for making 100 calls today well if 100 calls is their standard expectation you don't need to thank them every single day for that but if they do 140 calls in a day you might you might you know put them up in front of the team and say dude I don't know. Y'all, y'all got 60, you got 82, or whatever. This guy got 140, right? You might compliment him. Really make that uh, a point there, right? You want to reinforce the behaviors that you wish to see repeated. So, hey, notice you got Jane, got our set, phone set up quickly. Thank you so much for taking time to to do that. You know, Or, or thanks for taking a second to cheer Mike up after his bad call or whatever, right? When you see a behavior that you want to see repeated in your organization, make sure you compliment those. You take, a, take time to give employees feedback about that. Feedback can't just be that you're doing it wrong. This is how I want you to do it. You also have to give feedback about, hey, this is going exactly right. That's perfect. Thank you. And everybody needs that. No matter what their skill level is, no matter how long they've been with the organization, just make sure that you're reinforcing the best things in your people. And you can continue to get some of those best things. The next do is to, un- to identify the underlying issue causing the behavior and correct that if possible, right? So if you have an employee who um, you know, is, is engaging in a behavior you don't want to see repeated or engaging in a behavior you want to stop, um, maybe talk to the employee about that and see if you can identify if there's an underlying cause for that behavior. You know, ask them questions. Help me understand what, what drew you to that conclusion or what led you to feeling like that or how did you come across this method, right? If they're doing something in particular. way. you might ask, how did you come across this method? If they are saying or feeling something, obviously, that, you know, you didn't want them to, to feel or believe, then ask. Help me understand what, how you drew that conclusion or what led you to feeling like that. And, or what led to you feeling like that? And, and they'll open up to you, let them open up to you and say, Hey, you know what? This happened and this happened and this happened. It put me in a really bad mood and then I was ticked off. And so I said this and this and this, right. And you may be able to fix that. You may be able to go back to the, the source of that issue and fix that issue. So, and if you do that, if you solve core issues for your employee, instead of just yelling at them, Hey, don't say that in here, right? Right if you pull them aside, hey, what's going on? Talk to me. Tell me uh, help me understand what's going on. And and they bring an issue to you. If you can solve that problem, you're you're going to improve your employee retention, you're going impl- to improve your employee loyalty. It's just going to help your culture overall. So make sure you look for those. If you see a behavior that is really especially for that employee out of the ordinary, try to try to identify the underlying issue causing that behavior and correct the underlying problem. So do not give vague or personality-based feedback, right? You can't say, try to be more positive or you're being too abrasive with your coworkers, right? Feedback has to be actionable. That is, it has to include an observable action, a verb, right? So you can't use adjectives to describe people and ask them to change that. Your feedback has to be actionable. Um, here, here's a good example an employee regularly complains about their job or the company in front of the team or the group, right? So in the feedback session, you might, first of all, you wanna identify the behavior. You may say, look, you mentioned our organization sucks and our customers are idiots, right? So you're stating, this is the behavior you did. That's what this is about. You're very, very plainly, very directly. You mentioned that our organization sucks and our customers are idiots. So, you're pointing this out to the employee. This is the behavior I'm talking about. And then, because this is one of those that there very well may be an underlying issue, we're going to ask, Why do you feel the way you do? And we're going to try to tackle that problem. So, you might say, Help me understand what led to that belief. Okay. And this could go two ways. Um, It might be as simple as the employee feels underutilized or underappreciated. And, you know, a pep talk might help. Or if there's a special project you have on the horizon, if they have, if they feel underutilized, like they feel overqualified for their job or whatever, and you have a special project coming up that's in their wheelhouse, try to give it to them because this gives them buy-in, it makes them feel trusted, it gives them a chance to output something um, of value that is more is more in line with what they believe they're capable of. And it can be a big confidence boost for some employees. So if you have a, spe- if you have an employee that is not wholeheartedly committed to the vision, but has the potential to be, you can, you can leverage them with the um, giving them some more work that giving some more responsibility or more authority that is in their wheelhouse and allow them to have the buy-in that way. Right. And this is, like I said, this is especially useful for people who are underutilized or underappreciated. Or it may be when you say, you know, hey, you said that our company sucks and our customers are idiots. Help me understand what led to that. The employee might just acknowledge that, hey, you know what? I really don't feel that way. You know, they may say, "Ah, I just I get frustrated. The day to day is kind of boring and whatever, you know. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge the value of their current work and explain how it fits into the bigger picture. Hey, look, I know it's boring, but the work that you do is really important. Here's how, here's what we're trying to do as a company. And here's how what you do fits into that. Right. And you can kind of explain that to them, acknowledge the value of their work. And this gives you an excellent loop. It gives you something to go back to later and make sure, Hey, you know, if, if, if somebody needs it, if you're going to get ahead of the curve and give somebody a pep talk, this is the sort of employee, this is the sort of situation that you can get ahead of. Um, but like I said, the employee may come back and just say, you know what? I really don't feel that way. I just, I was frustrated one day or whatever. Okay. And then we're going to describe the behavior we want to see. So we identified the behavior we're discussing that we're giving feedback about. We asked what the root cause was so that we could try to tackle that problem. If, if that was the best course of action, the employee said, uh, there's no root cause. Like I just was running off at the mouth. Okay. Now we're going to describe the behavior we want to see. We might say, instead of characterizing our customers as idiots, let's instead try to identify better ways to help them and maybe help other others on the team, learn what, you know, so that everyone's got an easier time handling these customers. So does that work for you? And here's what we're doing. We're we're proposing a better course of action and then asking for the employees buy-in, right? So instead of characterizing our customers as idiots, instead of doing the behavior you're doing, instead, let's identify some better ways to help them and help your teammates so that everybody's got an easier time. Does that work for you? Right. Now you're asking for a commitment. You're asking for some buy in. You're asking them to say, yeah, I'll do that. Right. Because if they say no, okay, then we've got to go a little bit different route with the conversation. But if they say yes, and they most likely will, Say, yeah, sure, that's fine. Then you can kind of move forward. And, you, and, and then again, explain what your goal is. So you may transparently explain to this employee what your goal is with the culture. You may say, look, when you characterize the company or customers that way, your colleagues begin to internalize that. And then we as a group start to believe that it's true. And then we just naturally get disinterested in our work. And we provide worse service. And then the customer gets more frustrated, and then the calls get worse, and then we hate our jobs more, and so on. And I want your work environment to be positive for you. And I'm willing to fix whatever problems I can to make that happen for you and for the team. I just need to know what those are. But I need you to do your part, too. right? And so what you're doing is you're opening up this communication channel with the employee. So running through that scenario just as an overview, the employee complains about the job or the company in front of the group. And in the feedback session, you identify the behavior, ask what if there's a root cause or try to tackle it, ask why they feel the way they do, describe the behavior that you want to see, ask for some buy-in, and then explain the impact or explain your goal, right? Explain kind of the why behind you're giving the reason you're giving this feedback and, and why this is important to you or to the organizational mission. So that's kind of the... Actionable section. We talk about giving relevant feedback. It needs to be relevant to the employee and their role, uh, especially as it pertains to the organization's organization's most important goal. The relevant feedback, give actionable feedback, where we're going to identify actions that they're taking and the action we want them to take. We're going to explain uh, why we have the expectation we do. We're going to reinforce behaviors we wish to see repeated and try to identify any underlying issues we do not ever give vague or personality-based feedback you're not asking employees to change their personality you're asking them to change their behavior that's why you have to identify actions and personality-based feedback is insulting when you say try to be more positive for somebody that might be going through a period of depression what what more condescending or insulting thing can you say to them right And that's why, again, we're asking about underlying issues and we're not giving vague or personality-based feedback. We're giving specific feedback. If we want an employee to smile, that's the feedback we give them. You know, if we want an employee to greet a customer a certain way or answer the phone a certain way or, or, you know, keep their desk empty and clean when they leave at the end of the day, then that's what we say, right? I need you to clean your desk at the end of the day and put everything in your drawers. Make sure there's nothing on your desk. I worked for a company where that was a policy because that was a regulatory thing. But make sure that you're identifying those actions you want the employee to take. So give relevant feedback, give actionable feedback. And then next, we're going to talk about giving feedback often. Hey, before we dive into that, I just want to tell you, thanks so much for joining me for the meeting. I'm excited that you're here, and I hope that you're learning lots from this episode. Be sure that you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this so that you get notified of future episodes of the meeting. If you'd like to access our great bonus content, become a supporter. Uh, Head on over to www.themeeting.vip for all the details. All right, so giving feedback often. We talked about giving relevant and actionable feedback. Let's talk about giving feedback often. So there's two kind of times that you're going to give feedback. One is in the moment, which is what we're discussing in this podcast. The second one is going to be regular one-on-ones. And I'll briefly cover those, but that's not the focus of our discussion here. So giving feedback in the moment, which is anytime you identify a behavior you wanna reinforce or a behavior you wish to adjust. When you give feedback in the moment, the very first thing you wanna do is ask permission. Now this trips up some managers, especially new managers, because they think, well, the employee works for me Um, when I wanna give feedback, that's good. But that's not the case. You always want to ask permission to the employee before you give them feedback. Say, is this a good time to share some feedback with you? If you have an employee who, uh, ran over their dog on the way out of the driveway this morning and still made it to work. Okay. Today's not the day to give them feedback. It's just not, if you have an employee who's in the middle of a divorce and they are having like a breakdown and their work performance is suffering, maybe it's not the appropriate time to give them feedback. But you don't know these things, right? You don't know what other kind of circumstances or exigent factors they're bringing into the office. So that's why we ask permission. Is this a good time to share some feedback with you? Because sometimes it won't be a good time. And you need to be, you need to respect that. If an employee says, you know what? Uh, No, it's not. Today's not the day. I'm not prepared for that. I am already on the verge of a mental break. You know what? This may be an opportunity for you to say, hey, why don't you like step away from your desk? Let's go off somewhere, have a conversation, and try to ask that employee, is there anything I can do to support you? You know, Do you need anything? Do you want to take the rest of the day off? Those sorts of things. Make sure you're giving room to that employee if they're going through something. Um, but again, like I said, this is why we, in the moment, when we're giving feedback, which, again, we do anytime we identify behavior we want to reinforce or correct, First thing we do is ask permission. Is this a good time to share feedback with you? Second thing is uh, we want to have this conversation, uh, feedback conversations need to happen in private, but that doesn't necessarily mean secluded. It doesn't always have to be a private conference room or an office. It should just be out of earshot of their colleagues. And this, app- this applies to positive feedback too, mostly. Um, but generally speaking, you want to give all feedback, positive or constructive, in a relatively private place. Like I said, it doesn't have to be secluded. Now, if the employee is going to break down and cry, secluded is good. If, uh, if it's, you know, something that is very casual, um, then you can give that, you can just step out into the hallway or you can, you know, have this conversation in a corner of a room, you know, away from people, just depending on the volume of the room, ambient volume. It doesn't, need, what you're creating is you're creating a culture where having a conversation with the boss is not a bad thing. That's what you want. You want everybody to feel comfortable having a conversation with the boss. What you don't want is a culture where you ask somebody to meet you in your office and their whole team is like, are they getting fired? And everybody spends the whole time just whispering, wondering what's happening, what's happening. Right? That's not a good thing. Feedback needs to be such a regular, common thing that when you pull somebody aside or you pull somebody in an office or conference room, it's not a big deal and nobody thinks anything of it. It's just another feedback session and everybody has them. And most of the time they're good anyway, because most of your employees perform well. So it's feedback should happen in private, but that doesn't necessarily mean secluded. And this does apply to positive feedback. Next thing is user judgment about public praise. This is that positive feedback element. Some people are embarrassed about it. Uh, You may have some employees who are particularly introverted, or they feel embarrassed being singled out for public uh, feedback the best thing you can do is ask permission to share it with the team, give them feedback in relative privacy, and then ask permission. But the character of the accomplishment matters too. Will this piece of information help the rest of the team or the culture of the team, or is it gonna breed some sort of resentment, right? There are some types of of feedback that, you know, positive feedback that you're only gonna give privately, right? And there are other types that you might wanna share that accomplishment with the team. So the character of the accomplishment matters. But always ask the employee permission, give it and give that feedback in relative privacy, and then be like, Hey, you know what? I think this could help everyone. Is it okay if I share this with the team? And if they say, Yeah, sure, that's fine, then you can, you know, bring them back to the team environment and say, Hey, guys, I just want to tell y'all that, you know, John did a really excellent job on this or whatever, right? Give your piece of feedback, but ask that employee permission. Um, have that conversation in relative privacy and ask permission first. Uh, so that's the in the moment feedback. First of all, ask permission. Have it in private. That doesn't necessarily mean secluded. And then follow the other things. It needs to be relevant. It needs to be actionable. Identify the action. Identify the action you want them to take. Or identify the action they're taking that you want to reinforce. Right? Again, you can't give personality or uh, vague feedback there. If you want to reinforce something, you have to tell them specifically what they did that you want to see happen again. And then you're going to give your explanation. You're going to give your rationale. Even if it's positive feedback. You say, hey... You did a great job on that, and I really appreciate that. And here's how that helps us, you know, and tell them, this is what you're doing, and this is how that helps move our mission forward, move our team forward, right? So that's the in-the-moment feedback. Um, When I say give feedback often, this should be all the time, every day, anytime you see an action, right? Like I said, anytime you identify that behavior that you want to reinforce or the one you wish to correct. The other type of feedback is regular one-on-ones. I'm going to briefly cover these, but there's some resources I'm going to include on this episode for you to learn more about one-on-ones. Regular one-on-ones are regular. They're scheduled. They should be done weekly. Um, They're on everybody's schedule, right? They're on your schedule. They're on the direct schedule. Nobody misses it. Nobody ever schedules anything over it. It's non-negotiable. It always happens. So they're scheduled. They're never missed. They're weekly and there is a structure. Uh, one-on-ones are 30 minutes long. First 10 minutes are for them to talk about whatever they want. That's where you ask things like, what's on your mind? Second 10 minutes are for you to give feedback about their work or to solve some issues. And then the last 10 minutes are forward-looking plans. What are you each gonna commit to and by when? What is the employee gonna commit to in terms of their performance? Uh, you know, If they're doing well, what's the next step? If they are needing improvement, how much improvement are we expecting by when? Uh, probably by the next um, feedback session, the next week. And how much improvement are they gonna make in that period, right? And again, it needs to be relevant, it needs to be actionable, that sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of the regular one-on-ones. There is a resource that I'm gonna give you. It's for manager tools on how to give, how to actually structure your one-on-ones, how to set that up, how to get started. And I can't tell you how useful the manager tools resources are. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but definitely, if you're not doing one weekly one-on-ones with your employees, start doing it. It's the number one thing that's going to change the culture of your team. It's going to change your performance. It's going to change everything about your organization. One-on-ones are critical. They're by far one of the most important things a manager could do ever. Um, when you're giving feedback often, one of the things that you want to do um, is is make sure that you are looking for those opportunities don't miss don't pass up those opportunities to give praise especially so that was our that's our kind of four core tips for feedback give feedback directly make sure that it's relevant it should be actionable and give feedback often Two more tips that I want to share with you first of all ask how you can support them ask how you can support your employee whether you're checking in you're providing positive or constructive feedback you know ask ask the employee do you have everything you need how can I support you? What would make this easier, make this better for you, right? Give them opportunities to ask for tools and resources, especially if you're in an organization where it's very rank-based and employees are timid about kind of asking their manager or the director um, for something. That's your opportunity to offer. Ask, how can you support them? How can I support you? Do you have everything you need for this? You're doing a great job. Is there anything else you need? Or, hey, you know what? We've been working on this for three weeks in a row and I'm not really seeing any improvement. Do you have everything you need or do you want to work with a mentor or do you think that some extra training would help? You know, look for solutions. And and this is, this is whether the employee is doing great or the employee is doing poorly or the employee is doing, you know, average. You just always want to ask, how can I support you? How can I make this easier? How can I make this better? You know, what can we get you to help you? Um, and and that's an important part. There's not enough organizations, not enough managers that are there and have their employees backs and really articulate that. So be mindful of that. Next thing is leverage the tools and be prepared to be prepared and be consistent when you're giving feedback. Keep notes, document your feedback sessions, especially constructive feedback sessions and one on ones, and then follow up on those. You know, if you have a one on one with an employee and they make a commitment to do X. Uh, by Wednesday, then give yourself a reminder. Hey, by Wednesday, I need to follow up with this employee to see if X happened. And you follow up with them and say, Hey, where are we at on X? And that way they can, they know that they're being held accountable, but also you're staying on top of it and you're, you're communicating to them by that, that you care that this is important. Even if it's something that is a personal development issue for them where they shared in a one on one, Hey, I'm working on this certification. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. When do you think you'll have that, you know, when do you think you'd be ready to take the exam for that? When will you be done studying? And you might check in the next one-on-one you have, you have it in your notes, right? And so when you go to your next one-on-one, you're going to read your notes from your last one and you, you see, Hey, that employee shared with me, they're working on whatever certification. And so you go in and when you get in there, you get to your 10 minutes, you might ask, you know, how's that, how's that ABC certification going? I know that you were working on that and I'm just kind of curious where you're how's your studies and whatnot, and let them communicate. And that just shows your employee that you care, right? This is all about building relationships. We're all humans. This is all interactions between humans. And those relationships matter. So show them that you care. Leverage your resources, leverage your tools, keep notes, um, you know, keep either a OneNote where you can put all your employees in OneNote, maybe in a different tab for each one and um, keep all your information there, all your communications with them that sort of thing. I had a a manager that, you know, if you um, called out of work or something, he would just screenshot the conversation and put it in his OneNote. Or if you gave him any technical feedback or something, or gave a technical uh, bit of information, it was in an IT department. um, He would put that in OneNote, any goals that you were working on, all his notes from his one-on-ones, little feedback sessions, your metrics, everything he, he kept in there. So he could go to his OneNote and see... You know, in the last six months, how many times have you called out? In the last six months, how many you know customer compliments did you get? In the last six months, you know what were your call metrics or you know tickets or whatever, right? He could find all this information because he kept it for each of his employees. And yeah, it was a little bit of administrative work, but you figure a minute here, a minute there, a minute the other, and this made his life so much easier when it came to sitting and having these one-on-ones. When you have Twenty-eight people on your team—that's twenty-eight other people's lives and schedules to keep up with. That's a lot, and it made it—it it made it so that he uh, was able to have some really great conversations with us in one-on-one. So that's something that you—you you just leverage your tools. You know, keep notes, document those sessions, and, and follow up. So let's talk about some resources. Um, the first one is, and I think this is probably one of the most powerful books about providing in-the-moment feedback. And in the moment, direction, right? Starting your day and providing direction to reports saying, this is what we want to get done today. This is an incredible resource. Every manager and every type of organization should read this book. It's called The One Minute Manager. Uh, it's a classic. It's been around forever. And it's never been more important than in today's world. The One Minute Manager is a great way to give very short directions to employees or short feedback to employees, um, both positive and constructive. But overall, this book is going to change the way you manage. What a powerful, powerful tool. The second one is the culture code. This is a very different guide. Uh, This is a very practical guide to management tools based purely on real world research. This is going to be things like the percent impact that one negative person has on your team, like your team's actual productivity or output, or conversely, the percent impact that one positive person has on a team's productivity and output. Um, there's all sorts of experiments and studies and everything that are kind of compiled in this and the culture code is by far one of the best books about building a high performance culture. Uh, another book I love is The Heart of Coaching. This is a great book on actionable, timely feedback, um, especially as it relates to reinforcing training items after training is complete and then kind of following on through the direct career. So you have a new employee. You get them all trained, and then they start their job. And usually, they have a very high level of capability coming out of the training because they retain all of that stuff. And then in the first month, a, a lot of that drops right off, right? And then they're in the real world. They forget a lot of the book stuff they learned, and they're kind of relearning things from a real world perspective. But you have this dip, and you can avoid so much of that with good feedback. Um, and so the the cult, the, I'm sorry, the heart of coaching is a great book for giving that actionable, timely coaching in the moment post-training. And then the last one, the last big resource is Manager Tools. It's www.manager-tools.com. That's manager-tools.com. And if you follow their info on -on one-on-ones, it's uh, super powerful. They've got a nice sheet that lays out how to actually conduct the one-on-one and um, I, I think this is a, a good resource that every manager should use they've got an incredible podcast they've got a website tons of deep resources on virtually every topic of management it's run by two elite management consultants and their structured advice for running weekly one-on-ones with employees is a crucial foundational element to any manager's relationship with their team so definitely check out those resources the one minute manager the culture code the heart of coaching and the website manager tools. They've also got a podcast. So guys, that's uh, that's all I got for you today. Give feedback directly. Give it re- Make sure that it's relevant feedback. It should be actionable and give feedback often. Um, so that's it for the meeting today. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or a business challenge you'd like some help with, or if you want to share your feedback stories, you can email me at dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at com. Make sure you subscribe so that you're notified of new episodes and also follow Devoted Entrepreneurs on Facebook and Twitter. Please consider paying it forward by becoming a sponsor on Patreon. And when you do, you get some awesome bonus material that you can use in your organization. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to meeting you all again next time. Until then, remember that entrepreneurs build communities and drive economies. So keep selling.